0: I'm Tania Carr, and you're listening to the Real Talk podcast. Here at Real Talk, we create space for authenticity, awareness, and making a positive impact on the world around us. Real talk, real people, real stories. Ngā mihi nui ki a koutou katoa no mai hoki mai ki te Real Talk. I'm Tania Ka and today in this episode you are going to hear the truly empowering story of Paris Brown. Paris bravely took the stage at our Real Talk Mōngā Rangatahi event in Ahuriri, Napier, sharing her story of overcoming some massive obstacles in her life and being a driving force for our takatāpui community. Paris Definitely inspires others to live as their true, authentic self. Now it's important to note that there are some triggering subjects in this corridor, so if you get triggered by this corridor, there are some support contact numbers listed in the show notes for you to utilize. Here is Paris's story. Tēnā kai Ko Orangi Te Maunga, ko Whakakinu Iarua Te Waiu, ko Ngaitipu Te Hapu, ko Te Horo Te Marai, ko Ngaitikaungi Tiwi, ko Takitume Te Waka. Ko Tōku Pepeha i te tao o mama, ko Tiawa Putahi Te Maunga, ko Tiurikaitau Tiawa, ko Rongo Marairua Te Marai, ko Ngātikire Te Hapu, ko Ngaitikaungi Tiwi, ko Takitume Te Waka. Ko Paris James Aterea Shasha tōku ingoa, no Whakakimei Poronga Hawa hei no Hey. <laughs> Damn, the nerves are hitting right now. Lucky I can't see none of y'all. <laughs> but anyway, Fano, so yep, I. so I'm first up tonight. So what my, my my story is about is the trials and tribulations of finding myself. So obviously born male, now it's woman. It's a woman. Woman. <laughs> but prior to you fellas coming in tonight, whānau, actually underneath your fellas' chairs, if you want to have a look, um, I've actually heard nothing. <laughs> so, cool. neat. <laughs> just wanted just to have a bit of an eye. <laughs> anyway. Right, on kapai, i pick this up. So whānau. On one chilly Hastings evening, not too long ago, Alfano's life was about to change. The world was about to change. I was born. <laughs> so my mother, a freezing worker, my father, um, a mechanical engineer and myself. That was the makeup of Alfano. Let me just find my first slide. Oh, yep, killed up, right. Hi, right, so this is me. So seven months, I was packed up, shipped off, and I was raised by my grandparents, like a lot of tamariki here, raised by their grandparents out in the country. So I was raised up porangahau. Total population, 350 people tops. So in porangahau, I was very much my grandparents' little tail. Hey, all the marae events, all the community events, all the Fano events, everything. I was very much followed, following them. I was known as the child that knew all the Spice Girls songs, and I still do. All the Spice Girls songs with the cutest cheeks, which I still have. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that was that was me with my grandparents. So up until four now, it was just me and my, so my, my papa passed away at four. And then it was just me and my grandmother, my rock. She has very much been in my corner since day dot, my matriarch. So from four onwards, I started um, kura at Porongahau. Total tamariki, 54. Total Fano there, 54. <laughs> we're all related in Porongahau, so it was predominantly made um, up of Fano. We did have the old farmer Fano in there, but cool, keita pai, they were Fano wha- at the end of the day. For the first couple of years, the kura was all good, you know, because we just started kura. We we're all experiencing kura for the first time. So for us... Being at Kura's, you know, it wasn't Mickey. <sighs> Around eight is when my kind of life started changing. I started noticing that I was a bit more bit more than just a boy. Hey, you, were, you wanted to hang out with the girls, you wanted to play with the dolls, me to me. You didn't want to go and play rugby, hika, no. Hell no. I mean, actually, in saying that, I did play rugby, one game, but it was two position cartwheels at that end of the field. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, so my mother decided, yeah, nah, kou. Rugby's not for you, girl. Anyway, um, so round eight, around eight is when, when I started hearing these unfamiliar words. A, the word faggot, the word homo, the word fag. And because I was a plump child, everything you just heard was the word fat in front of it. So for me, you know, those are quite hurtful words for an eight-year-old. But for me, I was just continuing to be myself. You know, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know who I to be. That's who I was. Point blank, period. Hey. Oh, it is so hot up here. <laughs> but yeah, so with me being at Porongahau, I started hanging out with the girls, doing all the girls' stuff, as you do. But the thing, the majority of our fano, as I mentioned the majority of the kura, as I mentioned before, were fano. So this bullying was actually happening within my fano. But I didn't want to be known as a snitch, so I said nothing. I kept my mouth shut. So yeah, nah. I never told my grandma, no nothing. But I should have. I actually should have spoken to someone, but I didn't. I kept all that hutter inside and it just slowly ate at me. There was days there where I'd go home and just cry. A, because nothing else to do, just go home and cry kind of really whew. <sighs> I enjoyed being in the classroom though at KUDA. Because that was the times that I actually didn't get picked on because the teacher was around. It was the place, it was playtime and it was lunchtime that got me. Hey, 10 minutes Paris, 10 minutes, that's all you gotta wait before you go back into class and it's all okay to play Ten minutes. So that's what I used to say to myself on the daily to try and get through the school day. So bullying for me continued into my travels back into Hastings. So at 10, I got a little bit too much for my grandmother to handle, so I had to come back into Hastings to my parents. Kate Supply, that's all, cool. So I ended up going to Kimberley. So anyone from Kimberley here? Cool. So when I came into Hastings, I was raised in the hood. No doubt, straight up, the hood was the best place for me. The hood is where I found love, A. That's that's where I found people that were not so much going through the same stuff as me, but as hard stuff, but different stuff. Hey, So for us at Kimberley School, we were very much a whanau. Regardless of our backgrounds, regardless of the things that we were going through, we knew enough of the things that they were go, that each other were going through to not ask. Just love each other at school. So hands down the best two years I've ever had at Kura. It was a place I could go just to be a kid. Hey, just to be able to go and learn. Kimberley was the place for me. After Camberley, I trickled down to Heretonga because it's only down the road. Um, so I went down to Heretonga to immediate. Heretonga was a blur. For me, my new hellhole was the bus, the school bus. Hey, who catches the school bus? Oh, who's ever catched the school bus before? Now, were you followed at the back or the front? Yeah, girl. Mhm. So for me, I was a front person. I wasn't cool enough to sit at the back. Hey, so that's where a lot of the remarks came from. I Aroha my LAUGHTER I don't have my so that's for me. That's where a lot of my remarks come from, was the back of the bus. So I live seven k's away from school. So at twelve or at eleven, it was either you walk seven k's to school and you walk seven k's back, or you catch that hellhole of a bus. Girl, I chose to walk, but I lost no weight. Okay, <laughs> I chose to walk just so I didn't get teased, just so I didn't have to go through that half an hour of hellway, eh? because then it all happens again once I got to kura I was going through a phase where I was a little bit more feminine than the boys. I was a little bit more, actually, sometimes feminine than the girls, you know? And I just thought that was normal because being in purangaho you're not really open to things like that because it's very much a small community, very much a small Fano community. Yes, so Hedatonga after that, travelled to Karamu, Karamu High School, which I wasn't really there for long. Karamu High School. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say, girl? Karamu High School actually wasn't too bad if I stayed there, but I didn't, so. Because i have been believed right from primary to intermediate to beginning high school, I kind of started forming this hard shell around me. I started forming this shell where I kind of pushed people away from me, where I just, I, I was hard. I started hiding behind my mouth. My mouth used to well, was my tool to survive. And at the same time, my mouth was my saviour, really. A lot of people actually, because of my size, they didn't actually realise that, girl, I couldn't fight. But because I was big, so no one really messed with me, eh? Because I was big. But at the same time, my mouth was, buh, 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 still is today. Uh, <laughs> but my mouth was very much my tool to survive at I So with high school... Because of all the stuff that i had been through, I adapted this, this ugly attitude. I adapted this attitude that, nah, school's not for me. I don't want to do nothing. I don't, I don't want none of that. So I never applied myself. never applied myself to kura. I never applied myself to anything around that time of the age, apart from smoking, drinking, me, to me. So I actually started smoking a little bit earlier. There had a lot of people in here. So sis used to sell them at, at school. Because that's how sis made your money, eh? So sis started selling smokes at school. After that, I got asked to leave nicely. I got asked to leave high school very nicely at 15. Ended up at a hospitality course. You yeah, know, you didn't do much there either. But I wanted to mahi, so I went to the freezing works because that's what I knew, eh? And you would think that a person like me wasn't welcome into that place. But that place for me was the place I found my brothers and my sisters I was at the freezing works. So I was there for seven to eight years. With the freezing works, yeah, it was hard out. It was hardcore, but I loved it. A oh, mahi, mahi. Mean money. That goes for my year on the deep-sea fishing boats that I've done too. That's another place you wouldn't think you'd find someone like me. But again, that type of, um, art, that type of environment I was in was very much um, They They loved me point-blank period. What I had realised is that I was in the adult world now. You know, I was in the adult world. Well, it was, a, it was a lot more, more, more bigger than being a, um, a rangatahi or, you know, a tamariki, but I was in the adult world where it, well, everything was different. So that's where I kind of started getting a lot of respect because I held my own with my mouth, obviously, because I couldn't do anything else. So I held myself with my mouth and carried on. So during my, my time at the freezer works, I came up to my parents. I was 18. I was drunk. I was nervous. My father being a very, oh, this is my parents over here. So my father being a very old school man, the disapproval, the, the, the disapproval, like the feeling of disapproval was high because my father being very much old school, raised old school. Came out to them. I told them, Hey, I think I'm gay. They're like, Oh yeah. Or oh, what well, we knew. I was like, Hey. Well, why don't you fall say nothing? They're like, well, that's not alcohol at all. I was like, well, you could give me a heads up. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's your life. So yeah, nah, fair enough, all good. So after that, I, I was worried for nothing, Kay. I was worried for nothing. Because what I should have realised is that my mum and dad had my back from the beginning. Because they had my, yeah, they did. They just didn't tell me. Would have been better to have a heads up, but ya no. So yeah, so with them, came out. Cool. But I was still stuck in this place that caused me grief and Hara. So here you see me at my worst. This is me at my biggest. This is me at the point in time where I'm like, wee, am I a gay male or are you a woman? What are you up to? So this is the time I was questioning myself. I needed to test these waters just a little bit more. But Hawke's Bay wasn't the place for that. This was the place that it all started, really. So it wasn't actually a place for me to be. So three days later, you've seen yourself in Sydney. I, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I might just move to Sydney on Saturday. It was a Thursday, and then Saturday, yeah, you packed your bags and it was off to Aussie. Australia was the place that that, that helped me find myself. I had to leave my home to find who I really was, and for me. Once I really thought about it, shouldn't have actually happened. Like, you know, I should have been able to find myself here, but I couldn't. I had to travel away for it. Um, I started a mahi in Australia that was very much let me be me, let me do me, let me dress up, kind of let me find myself. And so over in Australia, I was a sales manager for uh, male strippers. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> and I loved it because my boss was massive, he was gangster. Yeah, nah, he was he was on, he was on. But alas, my time in Australia came to an end due due to my grandmother being sick. So I come home. But at that point, I had to think, are you going to go home and be the same person that you were when you left? Or are you going to go home and are you going to be the woman that you found in Australia? Girl, I come home to be a woman. I, I come home, I found myself. And that was all through my whanau, the friends that I did have at the time. I come home and I thought, don't I look good? Hey, anyway, this is actually my first first event. I went out and I was dressed up. I felt myself day in, day out, you girl, you looked fly. It was neat <laughs> uh, but this 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 is me coming home. This is a couple of the first weeks that I, I returned back to New Zealand. I'm happier. Hey, don't I look happier? I found myself i oh honestly come home, decided to be the woman that I was. This is me today. Due to me finding myself and being able to understand who exactly I am has actually helped me help our community. So here whanau, 25th of June 2022 was the day my life changed. This was the day that Hawks Bay held its first ever Twin City Pride hikoi. So when I was going through this and, and sorting all this out hey, there was only six people. 160 plus whānau turned up for that day to walk for our community. We walked from just down the road all the way to Hastings. 21 kilometres whānau, hookah, it was neat. But it was hard out. 160 plus whānau come on that day. It was the best day of my life. For me, that's another birthday. It's 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 a time where I can actually be able to give back to our hapuri and be able to help them find themselves. So I found myself... Now I'm here to help you find yourself eh? Because at the end of the day Once you find yourself, you're truly happy You're happier, you're better You're a better person You know, you can hold more, more Conversations, hold more um Relations When you know who you are I know who I am now And that's due to this hapore here With this, so papa That we had here Actually got a, a little bit more traction there than I thought. So Te Karere ended up on, on a couple of the magazines around Hawke's Bay um, and a couple of the uh, websites. Or even, that's actually how I come onto this stage, eh? was because of this thing here. But it was the day my life changed and the day that Hawke's Bay is going to change. Because from here on I know my passion, my mission in life at the moment, or in life, is to help our hapuri, our takatapui hapuri of Te Matawa Maui. Aye, because there's heaps of us out there whanau And I'm only on Facebook So if you want to holla, holla All good, I mean like if you want me to help you That's better <laughs> Like you know Sophisticated woman you know um, But I This is my passion, this is my mission In life whanau If you ever go through what I went through Or similar things, come and have a yarn Message me, let's have a all. i I'm here to help you Kia ora whanau Real Talk could be coming to a town near you so check out the Real Talk website www.realtalknz.co.nz or follow us on our Instagram at real underscore talk underscore nz to find out where we'll be next. I got you real talk